Hey, what up, Podcastville? This is Mikers from the OX Bitcoin Foundation presenting episode two of the OX Bitcoin podcast. We just did an interview with Decentralized TV, Crypto Michael, Nemesis, myself, Mikers, Je- Jeffed Up, and Userburn all got on a, a video chat and on, on their program. Um, they run the Family Mind Discord. They each have a YouTube channel. I'm going to add links in the show notes. Um, and yeah, we're just playing the interview that we had with them as is after this. So I'm going to leave in the introduction from Crypto Michael and from Nemesis uh, to kind of prime it. It's, it's their show. They're letting us air it on our uh, podcast feed. Um, and it was a lot of fun. We talked about... OX Bitcoin sidechains, what happens when Ether goes proof of stake, where, where are the miners going to go? And we went in pretty deep about mining OX Bitcoin history and talking about merge mining and how OX Bitcoin is the foundation for new tokens that are able to launch and keep hashing power on OX Bitcoin, but at the same time create the distribution network for new coins and tokens, all while being naked, naked, native to the Ethereum platform and being 51% attack immune. So a lot going on, a lot to talk about, about an hour 20. Um, thanks for Thanks for listening. Hey, hey, Yaniverse and mining family. Grab your shovels and your pickaxes. Welcome to the show. I'm Nemesis, and of course, I'm not your babysitter. Do your own research, but let's dig in. Yo, hey, everybody. So this one I got a little bit differently. Uh, I actually had a great conversation with uh, the, some of the developers from Zero X Bitcoin. So it looks like my uh, my partner and one of my good buddies, Crypto Mikkel from uh, Crypto Mikkel on YouTube. If you guys haven't checked them out, you should. Great wealth of knowledge, good friend of mine. Um, I work with him uh, with uh, Decentralized TV on Saturday nights. Awesome. If you guys haven't checked that out, you should because you're following me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, moving on. Uh, so we were uh, had a great, nice uh, hour-long conversation uh, with Zero X Bitcoin. So, if you guys are wondering what Zero X Bitcoin is all about, who they are, um, certainly, certainly um, check this out. It'll be a great knowledge. I mean, we had they they had a lot of good information that they were that they were putting out. So, definitely stick around. Um, I'm gonna roll some uh, film and um, just know that this was not a sponsored thing in any way shape or form um i don't mind zero x bitcoin so i mean personally i have no invested interest in zero x bitcoin but i did have a a a wonderful conversation with them um made very interesting stuff i mean very 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 interesting um they were able to answer a lot of good questions so great knowledge in this video all right guys and with that stick tuned or stay tuned. Blah. Hey, hey, everybody. I'm Nemesis. Um, I'm Crypto Mikhail. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, we've got our special guests here, uh, 0x Bitcoin guys. These are some of the, the developers 
Uh, so um, uh, I guess uh, we'll start off with uh, uh, Mikers. Uh, why don't you go ahead and inter- introduce yourself to our, our guests or our people? Hey, what's up, everyone? Hey, I'm <clears throat> Mike Mikers from OX Bitcoin, the Discord, and uh, early miner. I run a mining pool, uh, help on software that we can do with mineable tokens, helped other teams release mineable tokens that merge mine with OX Bitcoin. So miners of OX Bitcoin on my pool can get both OX Bitcoin and CEDO, S-E-D-O token. And looking forward to our discussion. Very nice. <clears throat> um, go with... Uh, go with Jeff Dup. Yeah, uh, I really, uh, my name is, uh, I go by Jeff Dup. You can call me Jeff. Um, I, uh, I'm i secretary on the ZeroX Bitcoin Foundation. I'm not a, uh, I wouldn't call myself a developer, um, definitely an amateur developer, um, more than like uh, graphic design and web dev, um, things of that nature, but um, I, I help a lot with the project, I'm doing anywhere from uh, web development to marketing to um, helping uh, create and uh, push forward um, the uh, Zero X Bitcoin Foundation, and um, yeah, it's worked a lot with Micros and um, user brand, um, Brandon. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're very, very grateful uh, for you guys having us and here to talk with you guys about it today. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you. We appreciate <clears throat> y'all being here. And uh, you're uh, uh, Brendan? Yeah, Brendan. Yeah, I'm one of the uh, co-founders and vice presidents of the Xerox Bitcoin Foundation. Um, I do the least work out of all the, uh, all the three of us here, for sure. <laughs> um, That's not true. Let's That's keep it true. that way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, I, I try to help keep the foundation moving. I'm passionate about the project, love the community, and always looking for ways to get the word out. Thanks for having us on. Oh yes, most certainly. You went wrong. We have a Brendan and we have a Brandon. So this is Brandon. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, man, that's got to be confusing when your guys are doing uh, uh, like big team meetings. <laughs> yeah, we should just go by our usernames. Right. So. Yeah, usernames usually work out well. Yeah, I bet. Right. <laughs> Helps distinguish the ones. We're, we're all pretty distributed. A few of us have met up like once or uh, in person, but we all communicate and connect through Discord. So usernames are usually what we're used to. Right, yeah. right. I mean, the same as uh, me and Nemesis up here. Mm-hmm. Nice. I call him Nemesis all the time, but his name's Brian. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> you know, and he lives all the way across the United States for me. So you know, that's great. That's exciting. Thank, thank God for Discord. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know what we would do if we didn't have it right now. Right, it, it's, well, it definitely helps the like workflow move along so much easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with, with this community, we really like Discord a lot. Just because you get you hear like a lot of negative things about Discord, but um, uh, so far I haven't really had any experience with anything else, and and I I have a lot of I've had a lot of positive uh, feedback for Discord. It's it's my favorite compared to Telegram and. Yeah, I've used a few other ones like uh, like Teamspeak or something like that, and this has just got much a much better feel to it than like Teamspeak or any of the other platforms I've used. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, so tell us uh, a little bit about Zero X Bitcoin. I I can start us up. Oh, user, go ahead. So 
Zurich's Bitcoin is uh, an ERC-20 token on the Ethereum mainnet. It's what we believe to be the first mineable token. Uh, means you can use a GPU. Uh, it used to be CPUs, I guess. GPU, FPGA. I uh, use a SHA-3 um, hashing algorithm. And it basically follows a lot of the properties that Bitcoin has when it comes to the 21 million coin hard cap, uh, regular uh, automatic difficulty adjustments, um, and regular halvings at the same rate. Uh, and I guess what we, I wasn't around for the uh, creation of the coin in the beginning, but there was a little bit of frustration that there was not much interoperability between Bitcoin and Ethereum. Ethereum, of course, is a great platform. You can do a lot with it, um, as opposed to the Bitcoin platform, you can't. But Ether itself is not really sound money. It has uh, an inflation rate that's constantly in flux. Uh, it doesn't have a hard cap. And it had a um, absolutely massive uh, pre-mine or uh, ICO, I should say, yeah. uh, in the beginning. And so Very well said. I guess the internal toast, the creator, that, hey, how about we use Ethereum, but we have a better currency on it. And so we have Xerox Bitcoin now, which uh, basically follows the economic principles and Satoshi Nakamoto's original white paper, but is completely natively compatible with Ethereum in every way. Okay. It's a great introduction. It's pretty good. Yeah, 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 it is. It's a pretty good way to put it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I, like you said, <clears throat> I I love that uh, this would be, uh, that y'all have made a mineable ERC-20 token. Um, I, that is awesome that you know we don't actually don't use the ICO or airdrop or any of those other kind of methods. You just, especially people like like me and uh, Nemesis, you know we're at home miners, so you know I actually uh, the Nvidia rig over there is is mining zero x Bitcoin currently, uh, so cool. it is currently running. Um, I'm getting like 900, 900 mega hash on a ten sixty six gig and a ten fifty Ti. I was very surprised by how good a 1050 Ti does. Uh, what are you getting for 1050 Ti? The 1050 Ti is getting about 300. 300 mega hash. Oh, 1050, yeah, yeah, those things, yeah, yeah. that's about right. Oh. I don't know why I was thinking 1080, I was like, oh, that's not no. right. No, <laughs> the, the, the 1060 is a 6 gigabyte, and he, yeah. pulls, he pulls the majority. Uh, but still, the you know the 1050 Ti usually is like an underrated card. And it was like pulling fairly well. Um, I know as well. Uh, what is uh, what is his name? Oh, I'm like, uh, Lieutenant Tofu. No, Amano. Yeah, Amano. Amano. Yeah, that. That's the guy that he makes the shout out to the different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because Bitcoin GPU miner coder. Yeah, because that's what I'm using. Because I run Hive OS. So I don't use, I'm not using Windows on either one of these rigs uh, or any of that. I'll use HiveOS and I'm using his Solidity, Solidity Miner to run on this one, but I, we couldn't get it running on this rig because this rig is nothing but AMD cards. So Ooh. we were having a problem, but he's, he actually went out, sourced an RX 570, 4 gigabyte, just like I have, and used it for testing and got it working for me. Um, so later today or tomorrow, I'm, wow. I'm probably going to go to a little bit. Uh, like, 
I had a long trip, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, you got it working. So today, mm-hmm. tomorrow, we'll be I'll be working on that as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. And I know yeah, you I said that, that it's on the Shaw three yeah. algorithm, right? Sorry. No, you're good. So yeah, Shaw three, it's Shaw three, which is a uh, next generation of the Shaw two algorithm, and Bitcoin is uses the Shaw two algorithm, but it applies it twice. It's called double SHA-2. Some theoretical weaknesses with the SHA-2 algorithm that uh, when Satoshi first launched, those weaknesses can be mitigated by calling SHA-2 twice. Um, and it has to do with, they think there's a way of hash collision that starts with a certain prefix. Um, and interestingly, so in uh, Ethereum smart contracts, there's only the hash algorithm for SHA-3. Um, and SHA-3 was created to mitigate some weaknesses in SHA-2, and one of them is not needing to apply it twice. Okay. Hey, OX Bitcoin uses SHA-3s because that's in the Solidity spec kind of the recommended hash algorithm. Now, was there any issues with the the SHA three algorithm that for the reason why Bitcoin like kind of ventured away from that over over time? No, um, and this is according to world class cryptographers. I'm just kind of reading their conclusions. Um, and SHA three was implemented to fix that. So I think they just internally in the algorithm apply it more, apply different rounds, and apply different um, hashing rounds when the OX Bitcoin. Miners um, were first released for the GPU. I was um, working with uh, Lieutenant Tofu, Asleria, and Amano to create the first version of the GP miner. And then the different miners um, forked off of that. And it's really interesting seeing the internals of the hashing algorithms, how it loops over all of the bits of your input and XORs it with other bits of the input and runs through that a few dozen times. So even within the hashing algorithm, it's like a container. It's just a opaque function call, but inside it's calling all sorts of things dozens of times. Um, but yeah, the SHA-3 hashing algorithm is newer, um, but it's just a newer implementation. And um, there's constantly research into different hashing algorithms and um, there are weaknesses, but yeah, SHA-3 is Seem to be, seems to be bulletproof. Nice, nice. It's <clears throat> a good way to put it. Um, I, I enjoy the like the technical talk on it. Uh, you know, is uh, there is I, there a way to actually like uh, implement like uh, the SHA two fifty six like Bitcoin's actually using? Um, yeah, I think so. Either uh, through, I don't know. There might be one um, native in a in. Solidity, um, but if it's not native, you can just spend more gas um, doing it inside of the contract. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, uh, and I know. Speaking of gas, it reminded me. Uh, lava. Uh, please, someone talk about lava. User brain. No, I could talk about it a little bit. Yeah, um, go ahead and say what you know about it. So. Lava is an ongoing project that was started by Infernal Toast, the same guy who deployed the Xerox Bitcoin contract. Um, 
the idea behind lava is you would basically gain the ability to uh what you'd have is these lava packets which are essentially like a check right so you'd have tokens in a specific contract that was enabled with lava and then you could have other people sending your transactions for you kind of like a relay system um I don't know if you guys are familiar with the term uh, economic abstraction it was thrown around a couple of months ago um, by Vitalik uh, because some people learned that you could very easily circumvent the use Ethereum as gas basically because you could have everyone else pay whatever token they want to gas and then whoever is actually picking up these uh, transactions, it would take a small cut of it for themselves, and then they basically send a transaction for you using the mm-hmm. taking your token as payment and then themselves paying uh, in Ether. Um, I maybe, Micros, you might know a little bit more about uh, what Infernal Toast is waiting on specifically with the upgrades to Ethereum. Or maybe you don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he had some issues um, with part of the spec. I, I think a big thing that was disrupting his development was the MetaMask upgrade that happened, I think went live a month or so ago, um, where when you sign something, the way that the interface tells you what you're signing uh, is improved now compared to a few months ago on MetaMask. And I think he was concerned about building something that would work right for the older version of MetaMask and then look not as perfect um, in the newer version of MetaMask where it lets you sign like an actual um, data structure that says what you're signing, how much you're donating, how much you're giving away and gives you more clarity on it as opposed to just a, a gumbled mash of bytes. Uh, and I think that was the the spec that he was working on, and I, I think he just didn't want to build the thing once, then have it go live around MetaMask updating their thing, and then just be um, disappointed. You know, w- wish that he had waited a little bit. Um, so that that was one of one of the parts of it, and it's yeah, it's it's um, I, I've I've tested it a bit. Um, I think on mainnet also. So it's, I, I think, been um question of, do you want to put more than a few cents or a few dollars on it? Um, to kind of scale that up with those those final UI changes. Um, but the exciting thing about Lava Wallet is that it's also agnostic and would work with any token. And so it's um, for sure focused on 0x Bitcoin but also supported um, any token. I think we're talking or talking about extending it to work as an off-chain DEX as well. Um, there's a ton that you can do with Ethereum and with tokens native on Ethereum, um, especially because Solidity is so programmable and extendable. Um, and almost every project also when it releases, releases open source. So with Ether Delta, which became Fork Delta, uh, it's all possible because Ether Delta, the original developer, 
open sourced all the contracts that are involved with it. Um, same thing with, with Lava Wallet. It's, I think, it's definitely inspired by the design to Ether Delta and the way that when you make a bid and ask offer, you're signing something off chain and then the market taker um, commits it on chain. And in a way, that's how the Lava Wallet was working. So you'd deposit um, 10 OX Bitcoin or if you mine OX Bitcoin, maybe the mining pool deposits that into the Lava Wallet and then or every 24 hours or at certain thresholds, it would create a Lava Wallet packet, which as user burn was saying is like a check that says here's the 10 OX Bitcoin. And then you could submit that to like a pool of, of stakers or delegators. Um, and we've been talking about making that distribution related to OX Bitcoin proof of work. But then whomever, there would be some sort of market structure for exchanging OX Bitcoin that's that's paid off in that check and taking that OX Bitcoin and paying Ether in fees um, so that it could go, so that the end user just thought about things in terms of OX Bitcoin. And then the there would be a validator or market network that would commit it on chain. And so that's what... Um, and a few of us have been been working on and, and helping test. Um, mm -hmm. And what's the Ethereum, Ethereum ecosystem is how open source it is and how there's all sorts of other projects that are also doing similar things. And once any of those go live, all tokens that are native Ethereum tokens are all pretty interoperable. This, this weekend, I was looking a little bit at the XDAI sidechain and there's an app that's going going viral. I think it's xdi.com.io. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone who wants to jump in that's that's seen it, it's it's super cool. It's taking DAI, that's the, the stable co coin, um, backed by MakerDAO. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, I think there's a little bit of centralization. So mm -hmm. um, on, the, on, on the POA, because they, they use the POA is another kind of like a, it's a proof of authority and it's an Ethereum kind of a Ethereum sidechain and they uh, they created a they used, made this thing called a POA bridge and so you can, where you can transfer value from from POA to mainnet and so it's pretty cool and they did, they, yeah. they used the POA bridge I believe that's how they did it um, to do the XDAI wallets and it burns your private keys yeah, right. yeah, so with, um, with this new web wallet that's going around, xdai.io, you load it up, it connects to the POA sidechain that loses some centralization, um, but transactions are super inexpensive in that sidechain. And the main coin of that sidechain is the xdai. So when you're paying fees and transferring coins and tokens, you're transferring dollars, and then the fees are clearly labeled. And, and so we've been looking about looking into doing something similar with OX Bitcoin, making a, a some sort of proof of authority based sidechain. Coin is the the central um, currency, and um, we've done a lot of work in theory. Had a bunch of dev calls about it. The Downside so far is that centralization that, that we talked about that's in the POA network, uh, proof of authority network. Um, and so we'd love to do things as decentralized as possible. So we've 
been looking into extending the proof of work of the OX Bitcoin, which right now just goes into token distribution, but actually trying to use that for the sidechain and um, letting the miners of OX Bitcoin um, control and, and delegate around the sidechain. And, and we've done some, some interesting work there, um, but we're still in the planning stages on that. Yeah, so so you wouldn't essentially that the zero x Bitcoin hash power, it, essentially it's reusable. You know, um, you you can use it potentially. Then you can reuse it, you know, a number of times over and over again. You know, where it's where it's secure multiple side chains. Um, and so that's something that I find very interesting looking into because um, a lot of the biggest argument right now you hear about with zero x Bitcoin is some people think it's it's pointless because you, they say, oh well, you just use proof of work to. Um, to distribute um, tokens, so they think that's a waste of energy, you know, which I, I think is a viable argument. But um, if you really look at, you know, looking into it, um, there's a lot of uh, potential that the hash power can be used because you're not, because for sure already what Micros also has developed that I don't think we've touched on yet here today, um, that you can use um, you can use zero x Bitcoin and um, the hash people mining zero x Bitcoin, but you can also use it some. It's a thing called merge mining, and it's kind of like dual mining, but it's not because you don't use extra hash power. Like essentially, you know, if you when you mine dual mine like Ethereum, and they had uh, other coins, you know, like you guys remember, uh, you know, you what are the, what's an example that you could do? Uh, cl- the, the, well, well, it was like Ethereum Classic and uh, Callisto Network. Sure. So there's different. Then, and then too, I remember uh, one of the Ethereum miners. You could like dual mine. Um, I want to say it's ke- the one of the KKAC algorithms. You can, there was in a couple different coins that um, it would maybe some some of them would maybe take a little bit of hash power from um, Ethereum, but usually it, the more you um, you could change the intensity of the miner, and so you could uh, split up your hash power and dual mine Ethereum plus for little yeah, a, a to quick, no extra. Uh, Google search comes up with dual mining Ethereum and Sia coin. I see. Yeah. Right oh right yeah, that's yeah. right. That's, that's right. That's true. Yeah. Mining Ethereum plus yes. different. Plus Monero, yeah. And, um, and so, and so, and so with yeah. Uh, merge mining, it's similar to that, but you don't reuse your. You're, you're not using extra hash power, so right. Essentially, yeah. it, that it's was the first tool I used. I, I yeah, first Yeah, dot rs. I used that yeah. pull on that, so I was mining zero Bitcoin and Cedo token at the same time, and it wasn't affecting my hash rate. No, but I also only have two cards on that pool and that pool had a lot more hash rate so I wasn't getting very many shares uh, and, and you could which, essentially any is you can just, how many coins would you say my markers you could do mine with zero x bitcoins hash power it, it, it has to fit into the uh, string of data but it, it can be I think we talked about it what was the number that you said estimated yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you could fill up an ethereum block um, and yeah. one way of looking at it so there could be like 50, 100 um, coins that are set up in that way. And then I think down the line, when we have, when the Ethereum ecosystem around side chains is more mature, um, you could have, I think, literally an arbitrary number of, mm-hmm. so being um, merge mined on side chains, where you have as many side chains <laughs> as you want with larger block sizes. Um, but Basically, the the miner is just um, signing a message as they're mining that says, "I am confirming that I've 
intentionally done the work for Xerox Bitcoin, Cedo, um, and XYZ other coin as they do it. And um, Namecoin is where I first heard of merge mining and, and Namecoin was an older, I don't know, older-ish coin where um, I think before Ethereum uh, even came out and now Namecoin's an app on Ethereum, ENS, the mm-hmm. Ethereum name service. Um, but the idea was that as you're mining, I guess when you get a block, you get a, a coupon that you can redeem to reserve a, a DNS entry. Um, I think uh, I used to trade Namecoin on EBTC back in the day. Um, but um, I think Namecoin's kind of not popular anymore. But also Dogecoin is, is merge mine with Litecoin. And so um, the, the main uh, networks, the Bitcoin network, the Litecoin network don't know or care about Namecoin and about Dogecoin as they're being mined. But the auxiliary networks um, are set up in a way that they say, where other of um, Bitcoin or with CEDO inside the CEDO ERC-20, ERC-918 smart contract, it's set up and explicitly says, where merge mined alongside OX Bitcoin. So as an OX Bitcoin solution comes in, what the pool does is it sends it on chain to get a new block of OX Bitcoin. And in the same transaction also sends a message to the CEDO contract that says, hey, I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing we talked about, this merge mining that you are set up to allow. And then that contract's like, cool, here's your reward. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, help push the standard along and create it and prompted the CEDO team to adopt it, which is, is super awesome. And I'm grateful that they picked up the technology because uh, a lot of what got our team interested in OX Bitcoin is seeing how weird the ICO landscape became, where it's kind of just this, uh, this ETH grab where people are paying some developer a hundred bucks or a hundred thousand bucks to create a landing page and a token sale mm-hmm. app and paying exchanges to get listed and aren't really working to create any real products or are circulating their own money around. So like, <clears throat> I, I don't have any specific examples, but I'm confident there's dozens of real world examples where uh, on chain, there was a token sale, and the sellers of the token recirculated their own money through the through that the contract multiple multiple times to keep buying and creating fake demand for their token. Mm-hmm. And alongside other just casual investors saw that happening. That's essentially fraudulent spend, and thought, mm-hmm. "Oh, cool! Like I want to get involved in token or the DBZ token or whatever it is. Like there's something interesting here, but." If you also have your token be mineable, um, that's something where you actually are proving that real resources are being devoted to this token generation process. So surprisingly, it's it's you can do it in a way that's more trusted and less fraudulently laden than um, an ICO, and we, we call that doing an IMO, an initial mining offering. Um, and I'm kind of connecting the two, but in a way, it feels like Grin sort of did that, where they didn't do an ICO. They, My understanding from the news is that they had some funders that spent all this money 
on mining equipment. And so they did a fair launch, but they kind of guns with a, a lot of mining equipment. Um, and so just an example, I think, I'm not too super familiar with Grin, but that's my understanding of it, of how uh, other people across the crypto landscape are adapting to ICOs and creating some alternatives to it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think I think there's just a big benefit uh, if you're a developer of a token. Um, if you want to demonstrate that you are really, you know, take away, taking away the possibility that you're going to be fraudulent in that situation um, by tying your assets generation uh, to the Xerox Bitcoin assets generation, what you're essentially doing is ensuring that your token will be fairly distributed based on the predefined rules of mining. Um, and I think there's a lot of interest in something like that. And it doesn't preclude you from having some steady stream of income because you could emerge by any situation as well as taking a small percentage of whatever Ooh. is mined. Um, and you can even do that for a limited scale. Um, so basically what you are now able to do is, is have an initial mining offering that demonstrates that, you know, you're taking this token seriously, you're only going to be making any money off of it if people are actually mining it and using it, um, and that you're not just cycling things through. Everything is backed up on the chain uh, by the algorithm. Well, and, and another cool thing, too, I want to bring up about it, which I think is kind of like the, the biggest thing. Say, even if you wanted your project to, um, to for there to be a currency for your project and you were going to make it a pure mind uh, currency, and you're going to have it'll be some sort of Bitcoin fork and it'll have its own chain. Well, another thing you face, especially in this bear market, is you face a 51% attack vulnerability. And um, the cool thing about Zerx Bitcoin and other mineable tokens is that uh, they don't have that worry. They cannot be 51% attacked. And I remember early on um, in Zerx Bitcoin, a lot of people would be like, oh, that's not good. One pool has 90% of the hash rate. You know, like, remember Micro School had a lot of it for a while. And, um, but they didn't, it, it was such a new concept that once you explain it to people, oh, well, that doesn't matter because, you know, um, on Ethereum, uh, it can't be 51% attack. They would have to essentially take over the Ethereum network and then they would have to um, attack the contracts on Ethereum. And then if you were to able to take over the Ethereum network, there's a lot more valuable contracts out there than, you know, than Zerx Bitcoin currently. You know, you do a lot more damage, you know, it would be irreversible essentially. And so um, I think that's one of the, another big perk for uh companies or projects uh, that want to use a token um to create and, and distribute uh, using the using the eip 918 model token standard nice nice but yeah. what what if you get is somebody in the pool that is uh you know a selfish miner or a malicious miner in the pool does that uh, does that actually affect the other miners in any way i don't think it should right because the the thing is the xerox bitcoin contract is immutable um so it doesn't matter if, if one person has 100% of the hash rate for any given amount of time, the contract itself can't be altered. Um, and so I, I don't really foresee any situation where you could be a selfish miner. Maybe I'm not understanding. You would just call them greedy because, I mean, it doesn't matter because all they would do is find more blocks and okay. they would receive more tokens. And so, you know, that, and, and this is over, and, and, and also too, the cool thing about Zerox Bitcoin, which, you can get into a lot of, um, there's a lot to read out there. If you read the white paper, it talks more about the fundamentals of, of how the difficulty adjusts. 
but it adjusts almost exactly like Bitcoin does. Um, and so it always targets right now currently at, uh, it, it targets, so, so if there's 15 second block times currently on Ethereum, it will target for 15 minute blocks. Um, it does it essentially uh, for every 15 seconds you get, uh, so for so for 15 seconds it would be, uh, you'd be 15 minute blocks. So for every second is, is a minute. And so um, if the block time's lower, say, Ethereum is running faster, or Ethereum 2.0, I, I heard that in the best case scenario, there could be as low as like eight second blocks, then it would retarget at eight minute blocks. And so that's where the difficulty adjusts, and it, and it can adjust up to 50% of that. So if somebody's mining, um, it's always hard to explain, but you have to understand, like, so say, it doesn't every 1,024 blocks, and so say sometimes, so say, say you're halfway through mining those 1,024 blocks, you know, and a large chunk of hash rate um, drops off that. Well, technically, it, it can only adjust up to 50% of what the hash rate current, I mean, up to what the difficulty currently is, 50% of that, it can only adjust. But if you were down to 500 full blocks, it would look more like 25% of that. So, so you just, have, it's just all math. And that's the cool part about it, mm -hmm. is the math is there. And it's just like Bitcoin. And, um, which I think is really cool because, you know, it self adjusts automatically. And, um, and so, like, right now, currently, the average block time on Ethereum is about 14 seconds um, on average, you know. And so that's what the current difficulty adjustment always tries to target, tries to target uh, 14 to 15-minute blocks. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that kind of – do you have kind of a question? Do – what would happen to, you know, Xerox Bitcoin if, you know, Ethereum does, you know, fork over to PogPal? Or, or they, Constantinople, uh, or, or, yeah, or they go, you know, staking. Um, you know, what happens to, you know, so so from the way I understand, point. yeah, I can say that. So like the, from the way I understand is that, so there will still be blocks. You know, um, there will still be just because it moves to prove a stake doesn't uh, eliminate the fact that there will be blocks and there will be block times. And like I said, so worst case scenario, like if so it goes, say it goes um, proof of stake, 100% proof of stake, there will still be block times and there will still be time in between those block times. And even though you will have, um, you know, may have 500,000 transactions a second, doesn't mean those block times, there will be, you know, instantaneous block times. There will still be block times. And from how I understand and the research I've done on block times, really, the fastest you can ever really get with block times is like eight seconds when it, when it comes to cryptography. And so... I don't know, Mikers, maybe you want to touch on that more, what you know about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The eight seconds number um, is is pretty cool. I, I've seen, uh, I think, a blog post from an early uh, Vitalik blog post. The eight seconds actually comes from a combination of the speed of light and the size of the Earth. Mm -hmm. The idea is that if you have a thoroughly decentralized system, um, on Earth, <laughs> you uh, want someone from the United States and someone in China to be synchronized. And it just takes a second oops, to send a message to each other. Um, so <coughs> something like the XDAI blockchain, I think that has one second times or five second times, and then EOS and then like Tron, th those are kind of pushing into the limits of how fast a fully decentralized system can work. 
um, you start to kind of have more of a centralized system, like for the the five of us um, in a room to you know all vote up or down on something. We can do that once we're on a phone call with a half a second delay or a full second delay going back and forth. If we want to have validators in Australia um, and validators in Alaska, there's just just time sinks. Um, so Ethereum, as it goes, fully proof of stake. Um, I've been doing some research on this and definitely uh, how the OX Bitcoin contract is going to continue to work on Ethereum forever. Um, that's my expectation of what will happen. Um, and the OX Bitcoin contract is on the ETH 1.0 chain. So it's in the same boat as MakerDAO. It's in the same boat as the wrapped ETH contract. It's in the same boat now as the, the BNB uh, Binance token and just every crypto kitty. Um, so I'm confident that it's in the right place. And as crypto kitties, I feel like will exist forever um, on the Ethereum network. So will OX Bitcoin. Um, as they're talking about it now, they claim to have just, I'm not a core Ethereum developer, but um, I'm, I'm reading about it and trying to become more active in understanding their communications and giving feedback. They seem to have just confirmed or finalized 1.0 of the ETH 2.0 spec, um, but it seems like there's still not full consensus on it, but there's going to be the old chain that may continue to be uh, proof of work secured forever. Um, there's also, they're also talking about migrating it to a shard in the future, its own shard in the ETH 2.0 system. Um, but within the ETH 2.0 system, there's going to be what they're calling a beacon chain, which will short sort of be the main chain. And then there'll be 1024, which is just a power of two. Um, it just makes a lot of sense for software to have that number. Uh, sharded chains. And so those will all have ETH, those will all have validators. Uh, the plan is if you have 32 ETH, you can become a, a staker. And so those will all be, all those stakers will live on a single shard at a time. So you'll have or a million different stakers on that shard and they'll all be kind of jockeying with each other about consensus. And they also, if they do make a mistake or are knocked offline, will lose some of that 32 ETH. So there's some dangers in how that consensus model will work. And that it also helps secure the network um, so that you know that uh, there's something at stake in the same way that, that miners have different things at stake. Um, but yeah, then there'll also be this beacon chain and that beacon chain will coordinate between the 1000 shards and down the line, those 1000 shards may, may split even further. Um, but yeah, that, that's a bit on it. Um, on, it seems like um, the old the old chain will just kind of be subs consumed by this this newer model that they're uh, distributing. And the exciting thing about OX Bitcoin is that OX Bitcoin will be the place where miners can add value to the Ethereum chain once it fully migrates to proof of stake. Mm -hmm. huh. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's. it's it's a lot, you know. Yeah, what I mean, like yeah. I think I think we're it's so far. <laughs> yeah, I think we're. I mean, really, everybody wants it to be. Oh, well, when when's this happen? But I think that we're just 
and, 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 I, and I don't mind that, you know, I think that we should, I think we should do it right first time, you know, so, um, yeah. exactly. as long as it takes, you know, I think, I think we're all here in the, for the long haul, right, you know? Yeah, but yeah. people who are building in the down market, we are here for the long run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still mining. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, still mining. Still mining. Like my sign says, mining in progress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's what brings a lot of it, it, the community that we have is really organic. You know, it's re- it's very grassroots, and I think a lot of it. I guess it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, if uh, zero or Bitcoin in the early days, I would imagine was a lot like zero X Bitcoin's community. We we have a very organic community in that sense. You know, um, anyone is welcome. Anyone is con- welcome to contribute. Um, uh, kind of to separate the two, the foundation and and zero X Bitcoin. Uh, so zero X Bitcoin. Uh, is the token it is beholden to no one um the contract owns itself you know not even a person has access to remove contracts from the token if you send a tokens to the zero bitcoin tra- contract they're lost and burned forever because uh it, it was uh, recently well re- recently i say like back in uh, i think it was september or august uh, infernal toast the contract player was previously the only um power that he had over the contract so this is even even if to say somebody gained control of the Ethereum network and they had access to the contract, the only thing they could do is call the mint function, which is what we're doing already by finding a solution and, send, and calling the mint function to send us sticky tokens. And so it's not like they could steal your tokens anyway, you know. And so uh, the point I'm trying to say with that is, so what uh, Fernal Toast did was he only had power to um, remove contracts that are, are removed tokens that were sent to the contract address and so like if somebody sent Xerox bitcoin to the contract address he could take those Xerox bitcoin and send them to another address you know and, and a lot of people did that uh, in the early days and through the summer they did some donations to the contract address um but he saw the need to fully decentralize it and he wanted the contract fully 110 percent decentralized and and uh, beholden to none so he created a simple uh, contract burn address, and he uh, he made the owner of the of the uh, zero x Bitcoin tra- contract this contract burn address. And essentially, what that is is means now that uh, even if you send tokens to that contract, he no longer has access to it. Which is, I think, you know, because it was kind of like the cherry on top. You know, it was just saying, hey, you know, like I'm doing this in the sake of decentralization, and this is, you know, my final gift to the project. You know, and um. He's still around. Um, like I said, he's working on all different things. Um, he kind of comes and goes, uh, but he it seems like whenever uh, he, he's has his head down, coding for it, he always comes back to something cool, you know. So um, he's still a very active member in the community. Um, but as I say, you know, this crypto winter is it's, it's getting pretty cold right now. So uh, you know, you see people coming. You know, you see people coming and going a lot less than you used to. Um, but I think uh, I think the heart is still there in our community, essentially too. To be able to survive and understand uh, kind of this crypto winter and and the foundation, uh, as I touched on that, we essentially created ourselves. We were made up of um, some early developers who helped out with Zero X Bitcoin. There's uh, just community fans, uh, Zero X Bitcoin fans, uh, like-minded individuals who said, "Hey, um, you know, we believe that this uh, token is fully decentralized. It's beholden to none." But we'd like to uh, help. Uh, we'd like to help develop and further, uh, and, and encourage people to develop and, and use Zero X Bitcoin as the main currency on their DApps in the future. And so we created a Zero X Bitcoin Foundation to one, 
to start and to one day hope to be able to help fund uh, projects and help community fundraising, help get us on exchanges. And so we have a, a we have a little more discuss, discrepancy on what uh, happens inside the foundation. You know, on we, we just recently decided to open it up to more people, and so we're we're also taking we have a questionnaire you can fill out. Um, that uh, we're going to release pretty soon um, for people who, who might want to, uh, uh, you know, want to help out or, or have ideas. Um, and if you want to create your own foundation, you're more than willing to as well. Um, this is an open community, and uh, that's what I love about it. And I think that's what attracts people to it. You know? How how are you? How is the foundation um, earning revenue back in to keep everything going? Yeah, that's a good question, Brandon. Why don't you talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're, 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 you're Mike. Your mic's off. Yeah, yeah, we don't hear you. Your mic's off. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes. Yeah, we got you, bro. You don't hear me now either? I hear you no, now. we do. <laughs> Good. We do. Good. We hear you. I, I think no, no, we're we getting a lot of the fun. Okay, we do. Never mind. It's my, it was my fault. My connection's back. Go ahead. In the beginning, a lot of the funding came from donations. People would point their miners at... Um, the contract address itself, either either on purpose or by accident, actually. Um, and those tokens were controlled by Infernal Toast, since he's the one who controlled the uh, contract address. He had the key. Um, uh, as, as Jeff mentioned, the contract ownership was since burned, so any tokens under the contract are now gone forever. Um, but there's some Xerox Bitcoin tokens still available. And then a lot of it is basically just doing this right now. We don't have a formal revenue stream um, mm -hmm. from anything we sell or develop um, in the future. That's something we're open to right now. Uh, I think we're, we're trying not to be main entity. If you, if that makes sense to you, um, it would it would kind of be a shame for the community members to feel like they no longer have a say since now there's this foundation feels like they basically have ultimate control over our all things um so we're we're taking a slow we're trying to make connections with miners make connections with projects in the space um and see if can we can you know try to have an official um obviously a point of contact for media is helpful that's one reason we have the foundation Yeah, um, yeah then, Jeff, uh, uh, I wasn't going to let this hang forever. I kind of said, oh, he's not a developer, but he built this awesome new website for us, oxbitcoin.foundation. <laughs> um, you can learn about the token. There's a, a media pack, just like logos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually uh, checked also, it out. That was actually really nice. Yeah, you did a great job, Jeff. Thanks. And, and then... Uh, I, I also made another site for anybody uh, interested in listening. It's called, oh, wait, which which one did you say? The foundation. Okay, yeah, so that's the foundation site. But I also made another site called mineabletoken.world, and it's just mineabletoken.world. And that one just talks more about uh, the EIP-918, which is the Ethereum Improvements Protocol and, and Proposals. And that's uh, and that talks about, because EIP-918, which um, we can talk more about that if you guys want. Or, um so yeah, so from what how I know, I wasn't around when EIP 918 came out. Um, I hadn't known of Zero Bitcoin yet. From 
but I'll just touch on the beginning and then I can let Microsoft step in. But from how I understand it is that, so Infernal Toast created 0x Bitcoin in the beginning. And uh, like I said, it, it, there was a handful, quite a few miners from the very beginning, which is really cool, you know, and it helped the, it helped the uh, kind of the view of decentralized uh, spread a lot more um, as far as this token goes and, and, and what people associated it with. And um, so the uh, mineable token, uh, a couple of the developers, Miner Micers uh, and a few others, um, another guy Lodge, Toast, and, and there's a few guys in the community at the time, uh, they wanted to create an Ethereum improvements proposal, which was a mineable token standard for Ethereum. And uh, it's essentially the same as what Zero, the Xerox Bitcoin contract is. There's a few uh, minor uh, small changes to it, but it's essentially the same. And Mike, if Mike wants to talk more about that. Uh, sure. So Ethereum is, in a sense, an open source project. It's also a, a, they did a bunch of fundraising and blah, blah, blah. But, also, the community part of it is open. So you can go on GitHub, uh, connect to the project, the EIP project, and uh, make uh, a pull request that says, here's, here's the thing, um, and I want the community to acknowledge it and, and merge it into the list of other things. And so the, when you throw around ERC20 tokens, um, that just was the 20th uh, one of those lists that they they made was having a token on this smart contract um, process. And every now and then you read about other things like a new token that's 20 times faster than ERC-20. And something like that is just someone wrote uh, another ER EIP, ERC are essentially interchangeable. And it's just a spec for defining a, a standard on Ethereum. And, and so the mineable token standard um, after OX Bitcoin, I think was live and being mined by hundreds of people. Um, I think we realized this was the thing and that anyone could, that we could just create this write up for it. Um, so we defined essentially translating the OX Bitcoin interface and the pr primary one is the mint method. And there's also different variables <laughs> associated with it, like the total number of tokens that are in the supply, how often it adjust its difficulty and, and things like that. So we created this um, programming uh, specif specification for it. Um, and then I think, um, I forget the timing, maybe March, um, all kind of on the same time um, that, ERC, that EIP request got merged in, and, uh, the token went live on CoinMarketCap. Um, uh, it was like June, the beginning of June, we went on CoinMarketCap. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, part of that is just a spec so that future tokens, whether it's CETO, whether it's, um, if there's any viewers out there that are thinking of launching their own mineable token, it's, it's just a standard that, that they can follow. Um, and just vibing off of some of the stuff Jeff said earlier is that is super core to OX Bitcoin. And I'll, I'll take it a little further in that it's, um, one of the only crypto assets that is fully mineable, um, purely decentralized and not 51% attackable. Especially if you're trying to launch a token or a coin that's, that's any of those things, um, this gives a really good framework, this mineable token framework for launching your, your idea and whether it's 
part of an ICO, whether it's a new token for cards or, or whatever down, um, whatever thing it is, if it's a, I have something I want to do down the line. I think if OX Bitcoin becomes larger, something where it's another merged mineable token where uh, as it's mined, maybe half of the tokens go into a fund that's used for charitable donations. That's something cool that down the line I'd like to build. I wouldn't want to build that or some rogue uh, criminal miner, um, you know, like some like organized um, mining operation can come in and 51% attack my, my four charity token. Um, mm -hmm. So having the mineable token spec and using Ethereum for security, create a small project that ideally grows into a big project, but at, at the start uh, is safe. Um, and is safe from 51% attacks. So that, that's what I think is so cool about OX Bitcoin is that you, you don't have to worry about your guaranteed security through the Ethereum network. And in addition to security, you're intercompatible with any uh, dApps, with any uh, DEXs that, that come around. Um, and, and even uh, some people have done some, some super creative stuff with it already. Um, Pepe's game. Um, I think now there's uh, a few Pepe uh, Ethereum games, um, but one of them, uh, when they did their their frog distribution, um, initially some of the first thousand frogs, um, give or take, were distributed through actually mining their contract. Um, so it's a way to add decentralization to your to your game, even. Mm -hmm. um, and and one of the uh, uh, devs who helped uh, actually did most of the writing for the ERC nine one eight spec. Uh, Jay, uh, he goes by the handle Lodge Online. He's he's working on a mineable token game where, as you're mining OX Bitcoin, um, you're also mining on his side chain. Hmm. On that side chain, you can get these side chain rewards that you can spend on virtual miners that give you a more a larger virtual hash rate just on his side chain and then it's um you know you can you can build your assets up and mm -hmm. i think he plans to have like a marketplace um for different uh miners and turbo boosters and mining hats and like fun things like that um and and again the great part about it is that it's all actually actually decentralized um and actually secure and if you kind of go down the list of Ethereum tokens, almost all of them have some core amounts of centralization. Um, and centralization gives it benefits sometimes, but it also has, has potential downsides. Kind of think about Ethereum and those tokens. Um, with Ethereum, obviously, we're and gets its security from Ethereum. So that it's super important. But the a lot of a large percentage of Ethereum initially was distributed, just minted out of nowhere and sold in an ICO. The monetary emission changes over time. The OX Bitcoin contract is is fully done, so it's fully specified, and it's always going to be twenty one million market cap with these regular halvings that follow Bitcoin. Further down the list, there's um, the Dai token, and the Dai token is very 
readily decentralized, but there's still small amounts of centralization to it. Um, even it's it's pretty small, and I don't think it's a big deal, but it has centralization. And I was exploring, and part of what makes it centralized is there's a team of people who are responsible for voting for the price of ether. So MakerDAO and Dai has their own circle that they're using to push on chain the price of ETH so that the collateralized debt swaps that define what a Dai token is, they need to know the price of ETH. And if the price of ETH drops, they need to do things. If the price of ETH goes up, they can set different loans. And there's some amount of centralization. There's a, a proof of authority um, that goes into that. Um, so just, just something to be aware of. Um, and in OX Bitcoin, it's, there's no owner, there's no one has any special rights to the contract. And then looking at tokens like WBTC, which is the, the wrap Bitcoin that's, mm -hmm. that's going around. If you read that contract, a, a private a address on Ethereum that can call a method on that contract to pause it. <coughs> means no transfers can happen, no mints can happen, and it just is defined as plausible. Um, and, you know, that's fine if that doesn't happen, or maybe there's a reason where that should happen, there's a bug, or there's a, a government intervention, um, but that's something to be concerned about, that you have, if you have a large amount of WBTC, you know that it can be paused, and you know that you also, to redeem it for regular Bitcoin, there's a large complicated process around that um, and then if you look at other things like like stable coins um, like like centralized stable coins Gemini stable coin there's some guff they're getting some shit they're getting um, on crypto reddit and crypto Twitter where they were uh, certain people were trying to cash out their Gemini USD and those accounts were getting blacklisted from the token if you want something that's fully decentralized, fully mineable or partial mineable, compatible with the Ethereum network, the OX Bitcoin things and the ERC-918 mineable spec is a, is a great option. Yeah. I mean, it's good that it is a viable option for you know, an ERC-20 token. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, have a I have a question for you guys. Okay. Uh, so like, how did you come across uh, Zero XP Queen? What did you think about it? Just generally thinking when you first, like, what was your thought on it? Well, I, ran, I ran across it because um, me and Mrs. both have both uh, started dabbling in FPGAs. Uh, we are, we've got developed boards now, and we're trying to work work our way into figuring it, figuring, trying to figure this thing out. Uh, you know, it, and it is a headache as most times, but you know, it's okay. And I was running across, you know, coins that are mineable by FPGAs and zero X Bitcoin is one of them. Um, and I was like, okay, so started looking into it. And then it led me into, you know, Mike.rs pull, Mike, 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 pull. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I bet that's why, because of the, the dual, the dual mining. Basically, mm -hmm. uh, you can dual mine without losing any of your hash power. So if someone has a sizable like a four a four card BCU uh, rig, you know they're mining two tokens with one at, at one shot with 
one go at a, at a hash rate, not having to lose hash rate to mine a second, second coin or increase their heat because it's doing it already on, on chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what led me into it. I was like, that's very interesting uh, on that standpoint. That is, I, I could see why it's favorable. Yeah. To an, to an FPGA because you get to mine two things at once and not oh, yeah. and, and not sacrifice anything. It's awesome. He just recently, or Micros, Micros also had his pool mining because when he created Merge Mining, he also created uh, 0xLTC, um, which there are actually two 0xLTCs out there. So one was uh, essentially just a 0x Bitcoin clone that someone had made, made as more like a money grab type. Well, there was, uh, when we start, first started gaining like popularity and uh, the mineable token scene, there was, uh, there was a guy who went around and he just made a bunch of clones. Like there was 0x Doge, uh, 0x... Uh, and Zero X Bitcoin Cash, which yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of it. And, and there was just, you, do, yeah, we, do we do we call it extra trash? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, but still, man. I mean, it was encouraging because we in the beginning we had thought, oh wow, like it makes sense why you want to make that. Why not? You know, why not? Why not make Zero X LTC? Why not not make this? Um, but still, you have to be careful because uh, I mean. It, it, it all depends too, you know. And, and and the cool thing about mining, I I think as well, is you see really quick like who the serious players are because because mining you know does take proof of work, you know, and it does it does take a process. So you see really quick like who the one who the winners are and who the, who are the projects that are really trying to build something and trying to stick around. And so every essential zero X BTC clone has fallen to the wayside, and zero X BTC has been the, has been the king, but. Micros did make 0x LTC. It was a concept early, and somebody had created it before he did, but then he created it later as a, as a concept um, token to merge mining, and he and so he had merge mining implemented in with it. And I think Micros is, is still kind of working on that concept, and uh, will we see a return of 0x LTC, Micros? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I early on thought the merge mining concept was super cool. Um, in my auto X Bitcoin and, and as I was hearing about it, it was the same time I was learning a lot more about Ethereum. Um, that same kind of deep dive uh, Crypto you were talking about where it's just like, this is cool. I know part I know it's cool of all, but I don't know all the stuff that's going on with it yet. I wanna learn more about it. I wanna learn what's trash, learn what isn't, um, get into it. It, have one of my small cards mining something for a few days and then I'll learn what it is, you know, like that, that kind of just exciting process. And yeah, along the lines of just the internet, what that's open for us, be able to just hop in a video chat and get, get to know people. Um, and so I was doing a lot of learning with Ethereum and on, I think it was the ETH dev Reddit saw infernal toast post the, just like, Hey, just launched OX Bitcoin. Here's the GitHub for the contract. Here's a miner. Here's just a whole bunch of shit to go with it. Here's a wallet. I'm just like, this is fucking cool. This is new. This is different. And and processing it, I, I really like the idea of showing this proof of work hash power in a way to mint assets that doesn't make it susceptible to 51% attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
yeah, going back, I, I've been aware of Bitcoin and uh, hodling on um, hodling them for a bit, and initially just really just into it for the the technology, um, and in a way, one percent attacks are both a bug and a feature. It's a feature because it doesn't require any centralization, and it's a bug because it's problematic. And Bitcoin Gold had exchanges that were hit with 51% attack. There's there's works around it. You just wait longer for your transactions to settle. Um, but it it is dangerous. Um, mm -hmm. And so OX Bitcoin arguably trades off some decentralization for being immune to 51% attack. So it's, it's centralized to Ethereum and it's kind of embedded in it and beholden to it. Um, and that's part of what it is, you know, good and bad. Um, I think it's pretty, pretty cool and pretty good. Yeah. And just as I was thinking about that more, you know, we're like, what's the end game of this? We're going proof of stake over time. Um, wh what are miners going to do? What are you guys going to do? Um, and I, I think ultimately it's really cool to be anywhere. Like I, I have a applied physics background, so I might be a little abstract here, but um, you can be anywhere in the universe, um, have this equipment and effectively prove to anywhere else in this universe by sending the end result of this proof of work that, that you did this work. Um, and so that, that idea of adding work to a distributed uh, ledger technology chain just seems so interesting and so important to me. And having it as part of Ethereum, which over time, the goal of it is to be the world's computer yeah. um, in a way that uh, like Golem is like, that was a token I haven't heard anything about in a while. I don't know if the out or if they're doing great either way. Um, but um, you know, that, that's what that project claimed to eventually be doing, but I think more so Ethereum's on its way to doing that. And so this is a, a native mineable token on this ecosystem, but sorry, all, all that to say that I was thinking, you know, how can we make sure that the hash power that as this grows stays on this OX Bitcoin contract? And so that's what led me to the concept of merge mining. So that if some crypto project down the line and, and CETO's the first example, um, but as more and more projects come online, like what if IBM wants to launch their own mineable token? Merge mining, it's like, hey, you can also have your miners or also for yourself Bitcoin as you do this. So it's really just a net positive and it, it feeds back to the OX Bitcoin contract. So that was um, my, my line of thinking and my rationale for kind of really digging in and trying to understand how we can make OX Bitcoin the base contract for a mineable token ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And so that's what um, merge mining does. And so I early on created a blog post where I wrote about all this stuff. And at the top of the blog post said, I'm going to call this OX Litecoin because it's the simplest fork and kind of adaptation or Bitcoin-like thing, um, just to keep things really abstract, um, that exists. And uh, the only difference is the block rewards are slightly different. This thing eventually, when I launch it, be merge mineable with OX Bitcoin. And then in the three months while I was kind of building that out, yeah, someone came around and said, oh, here's OX Litecoin. And um, yeah, I got some people to mm -hmm. mine it. 
Um, and then. Listen, I, I hate to jump. Hmm? Go ahead. I, I gotta, I gotta run eating. Uh, but it was great to continue to talk. Thanks so much. Sorry for oh. cutting you off, Micro. Oh yeah, thank, thank you, you very much for being here. That's awesome. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh really. yeah, most certainly, most certainly, anytime. Yeah, reach out if you ever need anything. Get my username. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. That's yeah, the one I thing I wanted to kind of like uh, add to what Micro was saying about that. When I realized the potential, when I first started seeing the real potential for it, is I, I mean, really, it, it, it was the, it was a beginning for. It could be at the beginning for a lot of things, and when I really noticed, like, wow, this is this is something like really cool and can be used in other places too, as well. Was um, um, so I'm sure you guys, you know, if, uh, you guys know a lot of people who there's Ethereum Classic guys or there's Ethereum guys, and I ran across some Ethereum Classic dev. Yeah, this is the, yeah. my, this is all on Ethereum Classic right now. <laughs> yeah, so he actually took the EIP nine one eight. And he implemented it onto Ethereum Classic, and he made it an ERC two two three token, which is a it's essentially the same as an ERC twenty. It just it has a few mm -hmm. minor tweaks. To it. It, yeah, and um, yeah, he put it on Ethereum Classic. So there's there's Bitcoin Classic token BCT, and he's taking merge mining and actually adding that onto Ethereum Classic as well. Oh, which nice. Which is really cool because I mean you could do that with uh, I mean any of these Ethereum forks, you could take the mineable token and you can put that on. Uh, an Ethereum fork, which which then goes to the sake that I mean I know Ethereum Classic there was some worries that it was fifty one percent attacked recently. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's true or or, or if it even happened. Um, you know the it seems like something's new every day in crypto these days. But um, it was really cool that it made sense to me. You know that a dev took the the mineable token standard and he put it on Ethereum Classic and then he's using that with merge mining because you know just like Ethereum you know there is a Broken distribution model for tokens uh, on Ethereum Classic as well as Ethereum, you know. Mm -hmm. And a, a throw a shout out to that project. It just makes mm -hmm. sense from a conceptual basis. Like I'm trying to get into the headspace of Ethereum Classic, and I, I met some of the people that have built uh, businesses and tokens and uh, that work on it, and they seem super smart and super active. Um, so you know, props to that community. And it's like you have this offshoot of Ethereum where you're saying that we really care about immutability. Um, and I get that. I think that's important. And it's kind of interesting that the native token to that is from a crowd sale that like someone else did. So you have these group of, in the best way, rogue developers who said like, you know what, fuck it. Like we're not going to give these other people their money back because it's cool. Like this is crypto. We're all pirates. Like we're all super mm -hmm. cutthroat. Let's just, we can fork this. So let's just do it. Um, and so to have a base currency on that ecosystem of, um, you know, badasses that, uh, you know, having an extra option that's pure mineable, um, that lives within the, within the ecosystem just seems like a really cool concept. To me. So I'm, that is interesting. Most certainly, most too. certainly. I, I, I always joke with the Ethereum Classic uh, developers that I know because they're like, they like to say, like, kind of as a joke and like, kind of a, kind of a sting, you know, like, oh, I got you type of sort of thing. They like to say, well, Ethereum, Ethereum is testnet for Ethereum Classic, you know, they, that's what they like to say because it's like, it's the original chain, you know, Ethereum Classic yes. is technically the original. The original, so yeah. They like to throw that, they like to throw that, like, oh, well, Ethereum is only testnet for Ethereum Classic. Right. Like, you know, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. But, but like Michael was saying, you know, like a shout out to the projects because it, it is cool, you know, like the community they've developed over there. Yeah, and that's one thing I did like about Ethereum Classic is the fact that they stuck to their guns with what their code was. Their code wasn't broken, the exchange was. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Re- re-entry yeah. bug on the DAO contract. Yeah, it wasn't them. So it's like uh, I never understood why uh, why Vitalik wanted to, 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 to fork it off just to give people back their, their money. It's like, dude, you got robbed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so, shout out to that project again. Uh, if you, your listeners want to go check it out, that's Bitcoin Classic Token, and I think it's uh, their website's uh, classicbitcoin.com or dot org. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, it's classicbitcoin.org, and you guys can go check that out more. Um, they're they're doing cool things as well over there, which. Like Mike said, you know, it's... They're the, it's the for OX Bitcoin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're actually, uh, like, right over that little hour point. Um, I know that, like, with people who, like, watch videos and stuff, it's like you start dropping off retention at this point. <laughs> Yeah, we're, long, we're long-winded, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no problem. I mean, we can continue. No, I'm just saying, like, we... we... Anyone who's made it this far, crack a beer. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. Throw up the middle finger emoji in the comment section. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So and I and I know that uh, Mikel here he just got back into town this morning from uh, Colorado, so he's been driving all night. So he's got like zero sleep and everything. So <laughs> brought back a stash. Brought back a stash with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was my father-in-law's birthday, so we drove oh, nice. up there Friday night. So we surprised him completely. Friday night, I got off work at eleven o'clock. Drove there, got there like nine o'clock in the morning, and hung out with him all day. And did went to like Pikes Peak, uh, Garden of the Gods. Uh, fun, fun. Yeah, oh it was, yeah, it was cool. And yeah. we, then we drove back that night after our. We have a Saturday night live stream, and we had, I did the live stream. And then I got on the road right after that to come home. And yeah. So Is that on the uh, Decentraland TV? Oh, uh, Decentralized TV. Yeah. yeah, decentralized TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I came across one of your videos before, and I like briefly watched it, but I had never. Uh, I, I, that's just, that's the reason why I recognized the video when you guys posted it. I was like, oh, I've seen these before. No, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. While, while uh, we're still un- close enough to the hour, we're starting to do some similar stuff um, on the OX Bitcoin Discord. Um, so we did a trial run of it last week. Uh, community chat. It was the one year token anniversary of the token i was i was there it was cool Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. i I was uh, was but i I was listening yeah 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 Yeah. so uh anyone listening to this video uh just check into our discord um we're not sure i'm every wednesday or every saturday or every friday we're still trying to figure out the right schedule but but hop in and it's open to anyone yeah no um, I'll, I'll drop a link in uh in my at the bottom of my video for sure uh this way my people yeah, can cool. uh, find it course. yeah awesome and really 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 appreciate you guys having this on um you know this is a we're super grateful very grateful oh yeah i mean this is how you basically spread the knowledge out there it's like 
everybody thinks that if it's not Bitcoin, it's a scam coin. And you've got to talk, exactly. talk to a lot of these projects and get to know them and, and figure out, are they hardworking people or are they just doing a money grab? Yeah. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people doing money grabs out yeah. there, so you do need to do your own research. Yes, That's most certainly. Words. I always tell people, <laughs> I'm not your babysitter. Do your own research. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I appreciate y'all uh, coming coming on today. Um, yeah. I really so do. Thanks. Yeah, and we'll share uh, this video on your channels with our with our communities, too. Really, mm -hmm. really appreciate it. You sure, both, I, yeah, giving us the time. Oh yes, I oh yes. Y'all, y'all sharing my stuff. Y'all shared it on uh, Reddit. I seen oh. that it it got posted on the zero x topic, uh, zero x bitcoins Reddit uh, thread of me getting it working on uh, Hive OS and my AMD, my Nvidia cards. So that was pretty cool. Getting right. It out. Cool. And there will be another video soon about the AMD cards. Uh, cool, dude. So people people could learn how to get it get it going because not everybody yeah. knows everything. And anybody who wants to make money videos, you know, I mean, feel free to, I mean, like I said, this is an open community. Nobody has to ask permission for nothing. You can add it to anything you want, you know. And everybody in the community, if you have questions on, like, how to do it, or if you have questions on, like, uh, information on, on learning more of how to maybe add it or do more, like, we have a super knowledgeable, all different kinds of people in there, just people who have never even been on video before, you know, um, have, will help you out, they talk, you know, they just want to help. Yeah, that's pretty much how the community that we try to, to contrive together, too, is like, uh, it's like, I don't care whatever knowledge you got, you should share it. It's going to benefit you in the long run if you help everybody else get ahead. Yeah, cool. Yep, yep. And uh, for sure, and it's like, I'll kind of wrap it up here and uh, kind of go through yeah. this one of, guys, smash that like button, subscribe, hit the bell notification, share these videos with everybody. Uh, that helps us sure. out, get us to get the knowledge out, get these videos and stuff like that to everybody else. Um, thank you, Jeff and Mikers, uh, for being here. It was an amazing conversation you. with you guys. Uh, uh, Brendan was uh, great, great, uh, great to have him here too. Uh, talking with him, I mean, you guys are very knowledgeable. Um, and uh, of course, like always, we will definitely see you on the next one. Right. Later, guys. Yep. Later. Later.